My man, TK, in the house. Young Thomas to you, Michael. <laughs> oh, buddy. You're awful chipper today. Looking good, huh? Always a chip on the shoulder. And the hair looks good. You, t- you touch it up with that. You uh, know, actually, you know what I did? What's that? Speaking of the hair, it's so funny. You must be psychic. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. You looked at me this morning. That's right. You got the Just for Men bottle out last no, night, No, right? no. You know what? what? I was at the hair salon yesterday. Ooh. And I showed this girl. A picture of Brad Pitt and said, make me that look like that. You are psychic today. <laughs> Who's my hero from a long time ago? Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. I showed her a picture of Steve McQueen's hair. This is before he went totally crazy with, you know, the big hair. And, you know, towards the end of his life, it started looking kind of like a hippie hobo, you know. Right. But this is back in his super cool bullet days, right? Because I am driving the bullet, right? (laughs) Anyway, he actually had blonde streaks. Yeah. And so... I had my hairstylist uh, do me a Steve McQueen cut with the blonde streaks. How do you You're, like that? Wait a minute. Are you kidding me? No. Just like a girl. Oh, man. What did Karen say? She hasn't said too much so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to see this. Uh. People are going to think we're, you know, <laughs> we're swayed on each other. <laughs> now, look, we're lucky. You know, we don't have long commutes. But whether you take a car, a bus, a subway, a train... An Uber. Yeah, I mean, people commuting. It's. I mean, do you know that people with longer commutes have higher blood pressure, bigger waistlines, and less fit than people who work closer to home? And cutting, listen to this, this is amazing. Cutting an hour-long commute each way out of your life gives people the happiness equivalent to making an extra $40,000 a year. Wow. Think, isn't that something? That's huge. And I guess it makes sense. New Yorkers face the longest commute on average of six hours, and 18 minutes, and that's almost 328 hours a year. I think most companies are kind of one-up you on this one. They're way ahead of you, and that's why they're letting more people work out of their home nowadays, you know? Yeah. Well, this uh, study gave some tips on what can make your commute easier. And some of them are kind of like new aging. Some are, I make sense. They say, listen to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and what podcast are they saying? (laughs) What what are they telling you to listen to? What's this world coming to.com. Okay. You know, we are shameless self-promoters. Yes, we are. So they say, listen to podcasts, listen to new music, meditate, learn a language, Fall in love again with reading. Set daily goals. This is a goofy one. Get inspired. Notice people around you, their clothes, their books they're reading, things like that. (laughs) And when they say get inspired, (laughs) they're not talking about the inspired app. Yeah. Use it as a brainstorming time. And the last one, leave earlier so you can slow down and mix up your route sometimes. So it changes things up. Here's one for you. What's that? Stay off Facebook. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to, you know, take years off your life, I think. You know, just There's reading nothing, all this crazy stuff people post. And nothing quite like sitting next to some guy who hasn't showered in a week on a crowded subway to bring a smile to your face. I like to whittle while I drive and whistle while I work. Do you ever do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you you're really weird? Man. You are so weird, dude. Uh, and learn to play an instrument, like the harmonica. How many times has somebody asked you, where's the next great harmonica player coming from? From that guy next to you driving 80 miles an hour, playing his harmonica down the freeway. Yeah. As he's driving and picking his nose and looking at his cell phone at the same time. Tom and Mike. TK, do you know 
that the way you sneeze can reveal your real personality. Did you know that? And my wife, Karen, would tell you that my real personality is a horse. <laughs> she always says I sneeze like a horse. Outgoing people, loud, explosive sneezes that are shy tend to hold back and stifle a sneeze. Sneezes are like laughter. Some laughs are loud, some are soft. And you're, you're a loud one, right? I'm a loud one. Karen's a loud one. You're, I'm guessing you're a loud one. You're an outgoing guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm guessing Miss Claire is more on the petite side. Well, she's probably in the middle somewhere. Okay. The middle is a good place to be. <laughs> Actually, some people think the middle is not a good place to be. Come on, Claire. Commit to something, would you? <laughs> Do you know why uh, people sneeze? Why? It's an involuntary phenomenon, part of the body's mechanism of defense in the way of chasing out bacteria. Thank you, Dr. And it, Michael. And here's some reasons why people sneeze. This is I didn't understand this. Here's some reasons people do sneeze. Looking at the sun, drinking carbonated drinks, breathing in cold air, eating dark chocolate, plucking your eyebrows. That happens to you, right? <laughs> here's one. Drinking red wine. Yeah, that gets me every time. Hot or spicy food mm. and waking up. Yeah, I have a tendency to sneeze in the morning. And then if I'm having wine and cheese, probably cheese has something to do with it too. Dairy, right? Yep. And the older you get, the more dangerous it is to sneeze. With age comes new skill. Like you can laugh, cough, sneeze, and pee all at one time. Exactly. <laughs> I sneeze so ferociously that I have to change my underwear. And WTMI is not our favorite <laughs> radio station. Uh, uh, do you know that humans cannot sneeze with their eyes open? No. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that. Will your eyeballs pop out? <laughs> I don't know. Marty next, Feldman eyes? Next time you feel one coming on, I want you to run to the mirror and see if you can keep your eyes open while you do it. This is where I discovered that my eyes are actually spring-loaded. <laughs> and you know the time like when you're going to sneeze but you don't sneeze? Right. You know, I want to tell the sneeze, look, if you're going to happen, happen. Don't put that stupid look on my face and leave. <laughs> right? Right. And do you know how you can tell if you're out of shape? If you have a big sneeze and you pull six muscles. Yeah, that's probably not a good sign. Yeah, you're learning a lot about sneezing today, didn't uh, you? Yeah. Maybe more than I want to know. And you, here's, here's something to think about next time you're in a crowded elevator or something. One sneeze adds 100,000 germs in surrounding atmosphere. Even if you cover your mouth? I don't know. It didn't you, say about that. You know that. what the most disgusting thing is? People <laughs> Some, who sneeze who don't cover their mouth. Or are they sneezing their hands and they want to shake your hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a sneeze can travel at 100 miles per hour. Wow. And it's like a bullet. There's no time to react. Yeah. Sneeze bullet. Gotcha. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. It, it's tough during allergy season. Although, doesn't it, a good sneeze make you feel good, though? Not as good as sex. Well, I'm not. Of course not. Or eating a, a pizza with a You cold get off on your sneezes, don't you? <laughs> but sometimes a good sneeze and you feel good after it. You know, I wonder if we turn on the Google machine and we type in sneeze fetish. Like there's somebody who connotes good sex with good sneezing. <laughs> there's all kinds of sick people out there. I actually heard you were a toe sucker. <laughs> Do you know that one, <laughs> one 12-year-old girl... Sneezed for 977 days in a row. No. Yep, it's the longest in recorded history. I always heard that when you sneeze, your heart stops for a second. But I didn't say it. It didn't say it in the study. 
Yeah, they don't want to tell you that. <laughs> That's the really downside of sneezing. Sneezing is so good for you. See, they're saving that when, you know, all these things that are supposed to be good for you. And then a month later, they come out with a new report saying, well, it wasn't so good after all. It actually makes your heart stop. Yeah, that's not good. Tom and Mike. There's a new superfood on the market now. Do you know what it is? Mm -mm. <laughs> Breast milk. Breast milk? Companies are now racing to produce formula for adults that can earn them billions. One of You're the talking about is, human breast milk. Yep. Dow DuPont is investing millions. Dow DuPont. Yep, That's the kind of human breast milk I want to get my hands on. They're investing millions to ramp up production right now. The reason they're doing this is that it's proven to be great for your gut health. And there's a high demand for any kind of dietary supplement as to the public becomes increasingly more health conscious. And it's so important. We're learning about how bacteria in our intestines affects everything from mental health to allergies. Let me see. I'm going to take my multivitamin today. going to take my vitamin C and I'm going to take my breast milk supplement. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the gut. I think it'd be preferable for the consumer can to drink it straight from the source. What do you think? Kind of had a feeling you were going to go there. <laughs> well, adults who choose to drink it have to drink it from a baby bottle. I know you in particular, when you have those sad days and you want to get the binky and the blanky, might as well have the bobble while you're, while you're in the fetal position, right? <laughs> and will the ladies be milk free range or caged? What do you think? <sighs> That's what I think. Do you know a California mother recently sold 15,000 ounces of her breast milk? Unfortunately, it was to Starbucks. Starbucks? <laughs> I don't get it. No, she sold her breast milk. And that was a joke that she sold. Unfortunately, it was to Starbucks. No, seriously, people were selling their breast milk. What was the joke? Can you connect the dots for me? Because I don't get it. A California woman decided. I got it. I got the story. Right. I don't get the joke. The cream in your coffee is from a woman's breast milk. Oh. There you go. Okay. What if you like your coffee black? <laughs> well, then you don't get this. Okay, so soup. your joke didn't make any sense. Well, listen to this. Do you know the senator made history last year by a, there was a breastfeeding in the Senate chamber? The bad news, it was Orrin Hatch. He's got some nice man boobs. <laughs> now, <laughs> Who knew he was lactating at the moment? <laughs> now, right now, there is the black market for selling breast milk to bodybuilders. They're looking to build muscle. $6,000. A California man made selling it to different bodybuilders at a gym. How about that? Brand new form of muscle milk. Oh, boy, just to be a baby and just to look at that mom and say, what should I have for lunch today, the right or the left? You remember those days, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, it was back when you were like 11, right? Do you, know the THC, <laughs> do you know that THC appears in breast milk for up to six days? No. This might explain why so many babies can't hold a job. Ah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Whoever thought we'd live long enough that now breast milk is going to be a superfood sold to people in Whole Foods and stuff. Get your breast milk. Where would you find that in the Whole Foods? Theme? It'd be in the dairy section. I see. So right? you think it has to be refrigerated the whole yeah, thing? I yeah, guess it, I, I guess so. it would be, right? Yeah. Oh, well. I like my breast milk non-refrigerated. And you know how I like my podcast? With Tom and Mike? Yeah. I like listening to us because we're so much fun. That's you know, right, we are living in the self-centered age, are we not? Yes, we are. Yeah. Now, we just want to encourage people to kind of be part of our podcast family. Check it out. Let us know what you think. The address is what's this world coming to dot com. Tom and Mike. So here's his dad. He's got his kid for the day, young kid, you know, and he takes him to Chunky Cheese, nice thing. Did you say chunky cheese? Chucky cheese. <laughs> Ch I've never been there. I don't know. Chucky cheese, you never, right? 
You never went to Chuck E. Cheese when never, you were a kid? Come on. Never in my life. Anyway. Your parents weren't very kind to you, really. <laughs> so he takes the kid to the Chuck E. Cheese and he decides, I have to change the kid's diaper. That's normal, right? Right. So he goes in the diaper bag. What's not normal is what happened next. He had a loaded gun in the diaper bag. The loaded gun went off. It shot. The bullet traveled through the adult, hit his leg, went through the child's leg, then back through the man's chest, ricocheting. Nice shooting, Tex, right? Is he okay? Yeah, they're okay. They're not going to die or anything. But seriously, a loaded gun in the diaper bag? And a Chuck E. Cheese? (laughs) To be fair, if I had to change a diaper, I might shoot myself too. (laughs) At least this guy now, he got out of ever changing a diaper again, right? Have you ever changed a diaper? No, I haven't. I didn't think so. I never had kids. It's a stinky thing to do, my friend. I'd love to know when kids are wearing diapers what they're thinking. Like, does this <laughs> does, does this diaper make my butt look fat? Do you think they ever say that? No. <laughs> you know, there's a certain color of yellow. <laughs> they call it baby poop yellow. Spoken from a dad of three kids. Yeah, and it's the most unique color you've ever seen. It's kind of a cross between... Green, brown, and bright yellow. It's baby poop yellow. Ugh. And it has the worst, worst smell ever. And I can just imagine you're at a Chuck E. Cheese and you're changing a diaper. And you've got, you know, the pizzas and the garlic and all that mixed in with it. <sighs> yeah, where's my gun? <laughs> Tom and Mike. So, Thomas, biologists think they found the secret ingredient that made civilization possible. And what would that be? Can you take a guess? It's some type of DNA. Well, in a technical way, probably. It's believed that altruism is the answer to the old age question. For example, unlike other animals, people cooperate with complete strangers. Using a branch of mathematics called evolutionary game theory, scientists found empathy a uniquely human capacity to take another person's perspective might be responsible for sustaining such extraordinary high levels of cooperation in modern societies. Helping one person and someone else to help you is called the theory of indirect reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yes. And people who exploited or abused the trust of communities for personal gain used to be banished to the wild. Now we just elect them president. In the words of an old song, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world because it actually is dependent on our survival as a species. Yep. Not only the way we came to be, the way we will continue to be. Yep. Boy, that is deep. You know, I think I'm going to have to roll up my pant legs here. (laughs) So it's empathy that has changed the whole world. And, you know, I believe in empathy. I've always wanted, willing to put myself in someone else's shoes, unless, of course, they're wearing Crocs. Then they go screw themselves. (laughs) I knew you had that foot fetish going. I knew it. (laughs) No, unless they wear Crocs. I couldn't. Oh, can you imagine putting on a pair of Crocs? I don't think about Crocs. I don't think about shoes. I don't think about toes and feet like you do. (laughs) That's for sure. You know, empathy is asking your wife if she wants me to stop eating my pizza while she cries. That's empathy. Were you guys at a Chuck E. Cheese? No. My <laughs> wife said that I don't have enough empathy. I didn't understand what she was talking about. You're so funny! <laughs> <laughs> this is strange for scientists to come up with this theory. I guess it's as good as any why, why we've continued on from the dawn of time, that you care about other people and you put yourself in their shoes and... You know, I guess this is logical to any question, right? My theory is nobody has the answer definitively to how it all came to be. 
So I choose creation. Oh, you and Mike Pence. That's a lovely way to leave. <laughs> Everybody, thank you. Thank so, you for that. Tom and Mike. So I'm going to tell you, pal, one of the keys to life that you might not have known about is muscle power. Would that be muscle power coupled with that muscle breast milk? Or that muscle car you drive. No, if you want to celebrate many birthdays, continue to do other things to make you healthy. But one of the things to make yourself healthy is you should speed up your weightlifting routine. Boosting muscle power is different than muscle strength. <laughs> it's like a good way to have the big one. No, oh my gosh. No, for example, climbing upstairs is muscle power. The faster you climb, the more power you need. But holding or pushing a heavy object only requires muscle strength. People with more muscle power tend to live longer. You know, you don't have to be a big, strong guy and just lift giant things, but just take some weights and do it quicker. And that gives you more muscle power, right? Yeah, I've never really been a weightlifter. How about you? No, but I do things just to keep toned. I do the push-ups, and I do have a bar in my bedroom. Do you have whiskey in it? <laughs> oh, that kind of bar. Yeah. The kind of you lift yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I feel so much better when I lift remote control rather than get up and change the channel, right? Me too. And my muscle power comes from the muscle in my mouth, baby. So, so I read this and I say, well, fat people must live longer. They're lifting their weight every day, right? So I see a flaw in there. They theory. have to carry all that weight around. I used to lift weights, but now my arms now are too long. So I stopped doing that. <laughs> what? You sound <laughs> like a cartoon character. Yep. Elastic man. Do you ever notice you go to a gym and you see those guys straining? Well, 45% when you see a person strain when they're lifting weights, they're just trying to hold in a fart. Did you know that? I knew you were going somewhere to the bathroom. I, I knew that when you talked about straining. Because now I've come to know you so well. You know, women don't normally lift because they think it makes them, you know, huge. Not they're, they're wrong. What do you Cupcake, mean huge? You know, like they get broad shoulders or whatever. They don't want to look big. They they want to look, you know. Lifting with women, does it actually help tone up, you know, some of those areas that are sagging? Yeah. For a but woman, the, right? Yeah. Really? Does, it, does Claire lift? No. You know what? She power walks every day before she goes to work, and I love that about her. But I tell her to do some weight stuff. How much does she walk every day? 40 minutes. So she gets up really early in the no, morning? she doesn't have to be in work till between 9 and 10. So the first 40 minutes of her day, she's not getting fresh air. She's walking. But what yep. about when the weather's bad? She's a trooper. She's still out there in the rain? The only time she doesn't walk when it's like really coming down hard. And you don't walk with her? No, I got to be on the air with you, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. What am I thinking? <laughs> muscle power. That's it. Muscle power. The key to long life. And who says we don't give you useful information here, Tom and Mike? And every day. Every day. And, you know, if you need a refresher, just go to the daily podcast. The address, what's this world coming to dot com. Look at you. All right, buddy. Tom and Mike.